you might like to open your Bible to Jeremiah and chapter 29. Jeremiah 29. And in our study of Jeremiah, I'm going to go back in history if I can. Uh, if you just think of Israel being delivered from Egypt, crossing the Red Sea in God's magnificent grace and mercy, and going to Mount Sinai, and God introduced himself uh, to Israel as officially as a nation. And then, then God added, added, they, had a, they built a tabernacle, and the tabernacle was to be a visual way that Israel could see and understand God by seeing the tabernacle, the cloud by, by day and the fire by night, and they would be able to have a visual representation of God who's always present. And they had that. And it wasn't too long in history that as we come to Jeremiah, down that corridor of time, uh, that Israel had taken over the temple, the tabernacle, and then the temple. And uh, the glory that filled the temple in the days of Solomon uh, was gone. And the Israelites used the temple uh, and uh, God, God, but where is God? Uh, they aren't finding God. They aren't seeing God. Uh, what they're doing is using that building as a symbol, as a way to support uh, their activity uh, and religiously uh, so that they would feel that they could secularly do whatever they wanted because they have the religious sanctioning the secular, which is what people do. And so now, having said that, and so Israel is now, as we're reading, Nebuchadnezzar is only a handful, years, if that, uh, four before he levels the city and the temple. Now, and, and so the Jews are there, and they, are they able to communicate with God, to understand God, uh, to enjoy God? No, no, uh, they don't have any interest in that. And therefore, therefore, we come uh, to Jeremiah chapter 29, and God, re and they were told by the false prophets and the priest and the leadership that uh, everything, even though it was never the same as in the days of Solomon, it was far distant from that, but everything was okay. Everything isn't like it used to be a hundred years ago, but what we have in our marriage and home and job and work it's, it's okay. It's okay. And we're living with it. Now, that's what they were doing. They had no place for God. And therefore, God uh, is going to level the city. But he lets the people that want to have an ear to hear, the remnant, he lets them know some wonderful things. And in chapter 29, he lets them know that uh, when 70 years are up, as we shared all those things, and 70 years are up, they're going to be able to go back, Ezra, Nehemiah, etc., uh, back to the Jerusalem, those that want to, not everyone, but a small number will, comparatively. 
and it will go back, and uh, they can go back and, and Jerusalem and build the temple. It'll never be like it was, but it was, it's something. Now, they can do that. And in the process, uh, in verse 11, God is thinking of them, and God uh, wants to think of them in a very positive way even though it's very negative from a visual standpoint. Uh, God has a wonderful plan for their life and for Israel as a nation, and therefore Israel should be encouraged. And we share down, and, and when they are encouraged and in the place to look to God, they aren't in the temple now, they aren't in the land, but when they're there, out wherever it is, then shall you call upon me, and uh, shall go and pray unto me, uh, even though that's just, uh, even if you're in Jerusalem with Ezra and Nehemiah and that, uh, if you look to me, wherever you are, uh, remember First Kings chapter 8, we looked at all the, all the different ways they'd go into captivity, they'd be scattered all over the world, uh, but any time they looked to God, uh, God was to be found. Now, so here they are, verse 12, and, uh, and if they go and, and uh, pray, pray, we share that, uh, when they look to God and pray and uh, bend their heart and head, uh, fall down before God, uh, God will, they'll find God. God's going to hear them, and, uh, and they're gonna, God's going to hear them, and they're so that. And then we shared in verse, verse 12, 13, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your hearts. Heart. Now, having said that little bit, you need that, I think, so that you can understand the verb to seek, to seek something. You seek uh, what's in the refrigerator, you seek uh, what's in the gold mine, you seek. Okay. Now, so my question to my little brain is, uh, why are we seeking God? What does God need to be sought for? So therefore, if you would, uh, picking up, you know it, but I think it will not hurt to go there. Over to Hebrews. And Hebrews and uh, chapter 11. And in Hebrews chapter 11, there's a statement made Biblical truth, eternal truth. And uh, you'll look, if you, can, if you can, 11 and 6. You're familiar with it, but please note it. But without faith, faith is the one thing that you do, humans do that disconnects totally from themselves, and they have to reach out to someone or something else apart from self, themselves. It means there's nothing in a human being that a human being can do, think, say, and any manipulate. There's no way a human can get it. They have to go by faith and totally trust. Just it's a, it's a, an illustration for good or bad. Think you are, you're going to have surgery on something, and uh, and the process. And, uh, and uh, it's the kind of surgery they're going to put you out. And uh, when you go out uh, and you're out, uh, what are you going to contribute to the surgery, uh, to the surgeon? What are you going to contribute to them? They could go and leave you in the table. They could go and put you in the incinerator. 
<laughs> they can do whatever they want. Can't they? You have to, what did you just do when you allowed them to put you out? You were willing to trust them 1,000% in whatever they were going to do. And you would have nothing to do with it. That took faith. You had to believe someone else is going to do something that you are not going to have a part in whatsoever. So, Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible. That means it's not possible. It's impossible to please God, uh, to please him for reason. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Hang on to that, that he is. And uh, that and, and that he is a rewarder, a, a giver in re- reward, of them which diligently search out and diligently seek him. Now, God, why do you have to say? Because we have to come by faith. And what did Israel do? Well, Israel had a visual temple, tabernacle, and they could look to God, about, and they were to seek God. By, they, had, they had some help. But, you know, as they did that, uh, they didn't pay attention to God. So, God, why do we have to seek you? Because you forget that I am. We are in the presence of God right now. You can't be any more in the presence of God than you are right now. You must believe that he is. And the people don't want to believe that he is. They don't want to do that. They want to exclude. What does Romans 1 tell us? That when they knew God, they did what? They excluded him. So why do we have seek? Because the world, it's an age-old verb that has to be understood. Because we forget God. Think of all the verbs and everything. That's the danger. We forget God. And we exclude God. And therefore we need to find him. Even with our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was before he was crucifixion, before his crucifixion. He was the word become flesh, God in the flesh, so that they could see the invisible God. They didn't have a tabernacle. He is the tabernacle. They didn't have a temple. He is the temple. He is the temple, as it were. He is the occupier. He is the, inst- it's his, he's the architect of it. And he is it. So what did the Lord Jesus say? What was their whole problem? He said, I want to introduce you to the Father God. But they didn't want to get introduced, did they? They wouldn't believe he was God. They wouldn't believe he was God for nothing. What did they need to do? Seek God. And they weren't seeking God. We're in his presence. We don't pay attention. We live as if we could. He disappeared. We don't want to think about him. Romans 1 and that. So we don't want to do that. So that's a problem. And you have to have some explanation of why do we have to seek God when we're always in his presence. We're always in his presence. Why do we need to seek him? Because we forget him. Now, hang on. Over, if you would, please. Let's have a little exercise uh, that may be of help. 
for us to understand. Now, over, if you would, in your, we did, we looked briefly at uh, Jeremiah and uh, chapter, uh, chapter 29. Over to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy will help us start, because Deuteronomy is after being 40, they're 40 years in the wilderness. And so when Deuteronomy is written, uh, uh, they have had that 40, 48, 49, 39 years of wilderness. So now, here we are in chapter 4, picking up, if I can, uh, in, in uh, if I can, uh, picking up, please, uh, in verse 29. And remember now, he's, God gives, by way of Moses, uh, they already are told they're going to end up in captivity, they're going to be scattered all over the world, and they're already told this. So when we come to chapter 4, and picking up, just to remind us, verse 28, when you're in captivity, verse 28, and there you shall serve God's the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But, verse 29, verse 29, if, if from thence, if thence thou shalt seek, there's your little verb, to seek, to search out, to investigate, to go and, and, and find, find something, to search it out with, with, with uh, diligence. But if, Thou, if from thence, verse 29, thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. And if, they, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. So the requirement is you have to really want to find God. Well, he's in his, you can't have to go far. We're in his presence. But we have to go through, they had to go through the routine of, of, of understanding that. Because you see, God's invisible and infinite, uh, and we're little finite creatures. And so therefore, God, uh, we say G-O-D, and we've heard in Sunday school, God's wonderful nature, being, essence, knowledge. And God, with, all we can do is read and, and, and read what we can, and God, you give us, you've given us your word that we can understand about your person, and, uh, and we just have to understand it, that you are. He that cometh to me, God said, you must believe that he's God. God, you're God, obviously. Stars, sun, moon, flowers, etc. Now, so in chapter 4, sliding over if I can, uh, picking up in verse 25. And remember verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 25. Verse 26, uh, and uh, verse 25. And when thou shalt beget children and children's children, and you shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves and make an, make an image, make a graven image or the likeness of any, anything, uh, in, anything and, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, uh, to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, uh, that you shall soon utterly perish from off the land, whereunto you are, you go over Jordan to possess it, and you shall not prolong your days upon it, but thou shalt utterly be destroyed. And then as, as you read the, continue that, as we read, uh, they're going to be scattered, or captivity, and uh, God, but, 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 
But you didn't want to find me when you had the temple and the land. You corrupted that. So if you, wherever you are, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. Okay, Deuteronomy and uh, chapter 5. And you'll recall, as we have done a thousand times, uh, Deuteronomy and uh, chapter, uh, chapter 5, and picking up the nugget that helps us understand directly. Verse 29, God said about Israel uh, that they, they were in the presence of God but couldn't appreciate the presence of God. This is invisible. Oh, that there were such an heart in them of that they would seek, they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. All they had to do was seek me. But you know, they had no heart. Now what do we know every time? Seek me with what? All your heart and all your soul and all your mind. I want all your heart. Hang on to that. That's what I want. And so when you seek me, here we are gone with all our heart. Uh Uh-huh. What happens if I don't have all my heart? Well, it's not going to going to find you. I'll give you a thought, God. I'm going to read the daily bread or something, and I don't do it. But I'm not going to find you, God. I'm not going to find you. Yeah. Now, over a little further, chapter 6. In chapter 6 and verse 4, you recall, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And verse 5, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. How? With all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be found where? In thy heart. In thy heart. That's where they need to be. So you've got to search to seek with all your heart. Now, hang on. I follow. You're familiar with it, so it's going to be easier. Over to First Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, you recall a King Saul is king. He's not a good king. And God has, has uh, someone in mind. Verse 14. 1 Samuel 13 and 14. And now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him, sought, sought to seek. The Lord has sought him a man after what? after his own heart. Now, God, you want me to love you with all your heart. And you're looking with your heart for my heart. Heart to heart. Not head to head. Heart to heart. I'm looking for you with my heart. And I want to find your heart. That's, the, that's where you are. That's the center of you, not your one pumping blood. Therefore, therefore, I sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be a captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Over to chapter 16. Uh, chapter 16. And allow me. And you will remember God looking at Jesse's seven sons and that. 
And so when you come to chapter 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, I should say, chapter, chapter 16, and sliding over directly in the light of the context to verse 7. What the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, because the boy Eliab, Eliab is, uh, Eliab is a uh, tall, heavy, handsome, strong. Mm. Uh, verse 7, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. They look at the outside. But the Lord looks at the heart. If you're going to find me, you're going to have to find me with all your heart. Well, what happens if we don't want to do that? Then you won't know. And what is going to have to happen? Somewhere in your life, you're going to have to seek me. If you don't seek me, you'll never find me. It isn't that I'm out there. You just don't seek me. Now, keeping that a little bit in our head and heart, over, if you would, please, to Psalm 27. And in Psalm 27, we're going to pick up David again to stay in the course. In Psalm 27, picking up, please, uh, in verse 4. Going directly in verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, said David, that will I seek after. Well, what is it you're seeking, David? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Hmm. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, uh-huh, shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. Sliding down, verse 8. Uh, verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou sayest, and he, God, David, did you know the instructions and how to get to God? I did. Uh, when thou sayest, seek ye my face, that's why God said, I found a man that seeks me. He seeks my heart. He wants his heart like my heart. I found a man. David said, I, 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 I did it. I know. Uh, when thou sayest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, but put not thy servant away in anger. Uh, thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither, uh, neither, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. So David, David, oh, David, David understood. You've got to seek God. And sometime in the trouble and hardship, we forget about God's presence. Uh, we aren't conscious of God's presence. And we need to take a few seconds and uh, lock on uh, to God's wonderful presence in person. First Chronicles chapter 15. First Chronicles and chapter 15. Uh, 
Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter 15. First Chronicles has 15, about, so I wouldn't, I, I honor First Chronicles. But in Second Chronicles, chapter 15, and, and remember now, uh, here's Asa, and Azariah's trying to help him understand, and uh, so I'm going to go directly to pick up the little movement. Second Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 2. And he went out to meet Asa, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah, and Benjamin, Lord, the Lord is with you, why you be with him? And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will not forsake, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without the teaching priest. They have been without the Torah and without the Morah, the teacher. They've been without him. No, they haven't had him. You haven't had anything, have you? Nope, nothing. Verse 4. But when they were they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. So God, God made a wonderful thing. God's always findable, but you've got to believe that he is. And we forget that he is. So we're trying to, where are you, God? You can't be out of his presence. You're always in his presence. You don't have to go far to find God. You just have to bend your heart properly, and there he is. Now, so here they are, and they did that, and they had to sought God in the process, and they needed to be strong. Verse 7, be strong heretofore, and let not your hands be weak, and, and your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Obed the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of the land of Judah, Benjamin out of the, out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim, and reviewed and, and, re, and uh, renewed the altar of the Lord uh, that was before the, before the porch of the Lord. Now, he did all of that, and he had to seek God. He had to seek God, and that's what he did with all his heart. Verse 12. And, now what did they do? This whole revival was a unity thing, but I want you to note in the process, verse 12, and they entered into, all the people now, Asa's putting things in order, and they entered into a covenant to what? To seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. They hadn't understood what had to happen. Verse 12, verse 13 that whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman, and etc., etc. And you're going to keep reading down, verse 15, And all Judah rejoiced, uh, rejoiced at the oath that they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their desire, and he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about, God blessed them in a most wonderful, wonderful way. Now, God, you did that. I did. He did do it in an awesome way. Now, keeping that in mind, if you would, over if you would, oh, to pick up a little bit of it to get it in our direction here. Uh, over if you would, oh, oh, to Amos. Amos. And Amos chapter 4, I think. 
Hosea, Joel, Amos. Amos in chapter 5, I should say. Now what do we know? Here's the ten tribes in the north, and the Assyrians are going to come and take it captive and and, uh, scatter the people of Israel, etc., etc. So, with that in mind, here's Amos shooting at them, uh, helping them. And in Amos, and in uh, chapter uh, chapter 5, picking up in verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, what do they need to hear? Seek ye me, and ye shall live. Seek, and ye shall live. Verse 5. But seek not Bethel, a place of idolatry, nor enter into Gilgal, idolatry, and pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal, shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught, to nothing. Verse 6. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live, lest ye break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. In other words, all of your idolatry and all of your solutions are going to be useless. Useless. If you don't fix this, there is no solution to stop the Assyrians if you leave God out of the picture. You aren't going to stop them. So therefore, over in chapter 8, And in chapter 8, as you would recall, uh, chapter 8, picking up please in verse 10. I will turn your feast, this is God's judgment upon Israel, the ten tribes in the north in particular, and I will turn your feast into mourning and all your songs into lamentations, and I will bring up sackcloth upon all your loins and baldness upon your head, in other words, great sorrow, repentance needing repentance. And I will make it make it as the morning of morning of an only son, and the end thereof as a bitter day. Behold, this kind of condition, when it comes, you aren't going to look to God, and that's what is happening in Jeremiah twenty nine. They aren't looking to God. So God said, I'm trying to help you. In the future you're going to have to pay attention to to me and you're going to find me. Therefore, chapter eight Sliding over to verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, I will will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, of food, not a famine of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. I'm not going to have anyone tell you anything about God. You can have a happy seven-day week, and no one's going to mention God to you. No one cares about God. And you'll have your society. You want it? You're going to live in that society. Verse 11, verse 12. And to boot, and they shall wander under those conditions. Now just think of it, uh, if you can, uh, in, 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 if you can imagine it a little bit. Uh, we in this country, among others, in this country especially, We've had God's Word, the Bible, uh, since our beginning with the pilgrims, Puritans, and all of that. We've had that. And that's still there. Still there. It's in our Constitution, in our Declaration. It's in there, the, open, the Congress in prayer, and uh, you know, all of that. So they, they got uh, conscious of God. Conscious of God. 
And that helps. But when all of that is gone, then what? Then what is it like? And people are going to be hungry. There's no answers. There's no God. Now, I don't mind saying, make believe I'm a, a unsaved people. I don't care about God. I don't want to know God. That's all good. As long as I know in my gut, there is a God. I don't understand him. I just hope. Because what do people hope when they die? Aren't they hoping for something? They're looking for something. They're looking for something out there. They don't know what it is. And, and uh, it's a hodgepodge of things. Wow. Now, God, God, what are you going to do? I'm going to eliminate you hearing the word of God. And you won't hear it. And verse 12, and they shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to the east, and they shall, and they shall, and they shall run to and fro and seek, there's your little verb, to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Not going to find it. And in that day, in that day, shall there the fair virgins, the young people trying to find something, and the young men faint in their thirst. There's no generation that's going to get it. Wow. Verse 13. Now, having said that, trying to put that a little bit at this point, go with me, please, over in your Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 17. And in Acts chapter 17, we are reminded uh, in verse 27. Acts 17. Remember now, this is to Athens where they are all religious people. They have all the statues and the religions and everything. And Paul is there to help them. And uh, in, in verse 27. And they, uh, well, I'm going to read verse 26, context. And hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And hath determined the time before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation. Everyone's born a different country, different time, different place. And here we are having our turn. Uh-huh. Verse 27. Know this, that everyone born, they that they should seek the Lord, if happily, if indeed, if indeed, uh, truly, if indeed, truly, happily, they might feel, feel, feel after him, seek after him, like a blind man. And the blind man can't see, but he can feel his way along. And a blind man can't see where he's going or what he's after. But if he would at least feel in his heart to seek me, even though he can't see me, he'll find me. He'll find me. Watch. Verse, verse 27. Might feel after him and find him, though he be not, be not far from every one of us. God, how far do we have to go to get to God? You don't. <laughs> You don't. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, God, I don't have to think about uh, uh, somewhere out on the uh, uh, 470th galaxy somewhere. 
or somewhere out and beyond all the galaxies. No, 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 no. God said, no, no. If you just seek me, you'll find me. I am. I'm not going to be. I am. I'm not going to become. I am. I'm not going to move. I'm already here. And you need to see that. Why? Why don't I don't it? Then you need to seek me, don't you? You need to seek me and search me out and find me. That's what you need to do. So now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, and God says, "God, are you gracious? I am. I'll in the the worst terrible conditions. If a person just has a little bit of heart." A grain a face of faith uh, faith is a grain of what? Faith is a grain of mustard. That's the smallest of seeds. If you just seek me. But we really don't. And generally across the world. Now. So, in the light of that, over if you would please to Luke. Just a couple more will close, but I hope you get a little bit. Luke and chapter 12. There's Matthew, but here's Luke. And in Luke chapter 12, you would recall, especially in the light of Matthew in that. Now here's Luke chapter 12. I'm going to pick up in thought, if I can, uh, oh, uh, in verse 28. If then, if then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more shall he clothe you of you, O ye, of, and always without faith it's impossible to please me, O ye of little faith, O you of little faith. If you just had a little faith, that's how you're going to find me. Without faith, you've got to reach outside of yourself. Don't use your brain or your intellect or your rationale. You aren't going to find me that way. No, I'm already present. And you either acknowledge me and seek me or you don't. And if you don't, you'll never know my presence. You'll never know it. Wow. Now, therefore, verse 29. And seek, there's your little verb, seek not ye what ye shall eat. Don't, not, oh boy, we've got to eat something. Or what ye shall drink. You've got to drink something. Or neither be ye doubtful of mind going, who knows, will it happen, what, what, if, when, where, how. Uh, verse 30. For all these things, for all these things do the Gentiles of the world do what? They're seeking. But God said, why don't you try seeking me? You seek all this, you seek to have a good job, you seek to eat your food, you seek to open the refrigerator, you seek to do all this, why don't you seek me? You've got to have faith. I, okay. So therefore, for all these things to the nations, verse 30, will seek after, and your heavenly your Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Verse 31. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. You aren't seeking me. You seek everything. You seek to drive your car. You seek to go to work. You seek to do this. You don't seek me. You've got to seek for me with all your heart. 
No. And without faith, it's impossible to please me. Over to Colossians. Colossians in chapter 3. And in Colossians chapter 3, you will be right on target. Chapter 3, verse 1. Of all different ways to say it, God, what did you tell us believers to do? Are we going to seek food and drink and water and drink? We, 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 the world's caught up in that. Job and politic and power. That's right. But we don't have to do that because we have a Heavenly Father. First Corinthians, Matthew chapter 6. And no, he knows everything. He said, don't seek like that. You don't have to do that. No, on the contrary. But, but you do need to understand. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Well, God, what things? Colossians 3 and verse 1. If, if, if and it's true, first class, if and it's true, Ye then be risen with Christ, and we have, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. And then if you're alive and healthy and well and a believing, have a believing heart and know the Lord as your Savior, if you then be risen with Christ, seek, C-S-E-E-K, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. Why not? Because you aren't trying to you, you, don't need to, you don't need to struggle through your physical life. You need to enjoy your spiritual life so you can live through your physical life. Exercise spiritual life and you'll enjoy physical life. And you'll handle the pain, the heartache, the headaches, everything else you got. Work, home, school. Handle your spiritual life and all the rest of it will take care of itself. Now, therefore... Uh, ch- chapter three, uh, chapter three, verse three. Set not your heart, set afore your head, for you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse four. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with Him in glory. So what are we doing? We're going to look to God. We're going to look. What's it? What's it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What are we saying, God? Seek me. Here I am. I'm looking to. I'm not looking. I'm not looking out the window with the snow. I'm, no snow. I'm not looking at all this. I'm looking to God. Have faith in God. Believe that I am. That's what you do. That's what you do that. So I'm seeking. I'm looking to you, God. Heaven, heaven. I'm looking to you, heaven. Holy, happy, happy ground. And so God, that's what I'm doing. And I need to seek that. Otherwise, I'm caught up. In work, home, school, play, coming, going, headache, heartache. I'm caught up in the, my world. So, God, if I don't have some place to stay on target in the midst of it, I'm going to get overwhelmed. And when I have a good day, be of good cheer, there's a bad one coming. So, so God, I, I just got to handle it properly. And you have made it possible for us to seek you with all of your, our heart, and to find you. And that's an awesome thing. Isn't it? Wow.